0: And Gunham, welcome to Black Law Tribal Edition, Murumu here with you today uh, and uh, well it's Black Law Tribal Edition time and wherever you are listening to the show, uh, may God's peace be upon you and your family and your uh, your neighbours and everyone else. So um, uh, joining us today is Yirulam, uh Guruminya, Minister for Education and Ganyara uh, Yalmabara, the Attorney General and today we'll be talking about the, uh, the proposed voice because it is um, gaining momentum inside the Commonwealth of Australia and there's mixed views. So obviously Yudinji aren't part of that, but we thought we'd just, uh, let's have a listen to some of the, uh, the dribble and the drivel uh, that's happening inside the Commonwealth. Andrew Bolt it was one of the first ones to receive a Yudinji visa. Uh, he was on Sky News recently, I think last week, talking about this um, apartheid uh, uh, era uh, or, or state. And um, let's have a listen. It goes for about nine minutes, and then we're going to break it down to, uh, I guess, have some commentary on it, basically, pick it apart. So uh, have a listen first.
1: Aboriginal only parliament. Look, day by day, like the start of apartheid. Uh, today, for instance, I've warned it's a mistake to just ignore Green Senator Lydia Thorpe as some sort of race baiting, attention-seeking extremists who even called her own white father a racist all that's true but yesterday i said thorpe is actually the justice spokesman for the greens which won nearly 13 percent of the vote and she would be promoted by the media so you've got to treat her seriously and sure enough today the Age newspaper gave her space to write an opinion piece it was a news piece too to let her argue what's been obvious for years if there is an aboriginal only parliament that is just the start How about treaties with all the hundreds of so-called Aboriginal nations? That's what she wants, Lydia Thorpe. And when it comes to treaties for Thorpe and the people pushing her, what's on the table is Aboriginal sovereignty, creating Aboriginal nations in law. So kind of apartheid. Now, Thorpe herself has made clear that she owes no allegiance to our Queen or to our Constitution when she last week made a big joke of swearing her oath of of allegiance to the Queen, that she called the coloniser.
2: I, Sovereign Lydia Thorpe, do solemnly and sincerely and declare that I will be faithful and I bear true allegiance to the colonising
3: Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II. Senator Thorpe.
1: And today in the Age newspaper, Thorpe writes, Yeah, it's true. When I swore allegiance in the Senate last week, I identified myself as a sovereign woman. And she said, uh, as Aboriginal woman Phoebe McElwraith writes, my sovereignty predates the creation of the English language. No parliamentary oath could ever take that away from me. Now, to repeat, Lydia Thorpe is not on her own. And her opinion is that Aborigines, you know, that they can have their own sovereign nations. It's endorsed by no one less than the Albanese government's Indigenous Australians, Minister Linda Burney. And I know this. Because I took Bernie a few years ago for an ABC documentary to what's called the Dingy Aboriginal Nation that activists had declared around Cairns. And I got her to meet its supposed Prime Minister and its Foreign Minister. He issued us with passes to enter this new nation on Australian soil. Listen to how Bernie responded to this example of apartheid. I consider you a fellow citizen, a fellow human being. I don't know why. There needs to be some sort of legal separation between you and me where I need to pass just to come and sit talk to you.
0: Well, it's a government. Fascinating
1: exercise. Yeah, I do approve saying. of it. Now, you may be thinking, what's a few bits of land, you know, creates an Aboriginal nation like that, harmless, as long as they're happy? But right now, believe it or not, Aborigines own, through native title, or have got native title control over half of Australia, half and they have land claims that increase their ownership to nearly two-thirds of the continent, even though they make up just over 3% of the population. Joining me is the historian who's written about this in Quadrant Online. He is Keith Winshuttle, a former ABC board member and author of several volumes on the history of Aboriginal Australia. Keith Winshuttle, thank you so much for your time. Look, to me, this Aboriginal-only parliament that Labor wants to set up in our constitution is just the next step to what seems an obvious and logical conclusion Aboriginal sovereignty, a form of apartheid in Australia. Is that too alarmist?
3: Well, it's it's perfectly accurate, and in fact, it's it's been the tr- it's been true for a long time. A lot of the Aboriginal activists who are now the leaders of the what you might call the Aboriginal political class have been saying we never ceded sovereignty. Um, the country belongs to us, and and you see demonstrations of kids saying always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Um, they think we are st- <laughs> that people like like us who who were born here and um, and whose grandparents were born here are um, still usurpers and. Um, um, and that's why we have debates over invasion versus, you know, on Australia Day. Um, it's, it's all about sovereignty and um, the previous uh, Aboriginal voice which the uh, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Commission, ATSIC, they uh, said in, in one of their documents um, th- um, we want an Aboriginal state and uh, I've been writing about this for quite a long time but no, I think people thought, oh, that's so far-fetched it couldn't possibly happen but I think we're now on the brink of, um, of, of it really happening and, um, and um, the, the breakup of Australia is not a far-fetched ridiculous concept it's, a, it's one of the current political possibilities
1: Now you've written in Quadrant Online that there is in fact already a lot of land out there under Aboriginal control that could be transferred to so-called Aboriginal nations, self-governing although inevitably paid for by Australian taxpayers. I want to show the map that you have found. Can you explain what we're seeing here, what this map is and what it shows? The, the map is actually published by the Native Title
3: Tribunal and it, and it's of their uh, decisions and the land that they've given to Aboriginal people and if you look at the um, the dark green uh, uh, areas, that's where it, Aborigines have exclusive rights no one else can come on their land if, they, if they're not invited. Uh, the, green, the lighter green areas uh, are those that um, are non-exclusive which means they're usually pastoral leaseholds or mining leaseholds and uh, Aboriginal are uh, can can uh, do whatever they want to do on it, but they also have to, you know, p- do deals with um, with the other users. But um, the 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 land that is now determined by the Native Title tri- Tribunal as either exclusive or or partly exclusive is now is is at 49.3% of the entire continent, and uh, and if you actually look at the um, at the the dark green ma- parts of that map closely, you'll see that mm <laughs> Uh, in, the, in northern Australia, around Cape York, both the east and west coasts, and um, in uh, the Gulf of Carpentaria, um, the Aborigines have strips of um, dark green stripes where they are the exclusive owners of the shoreline. Which means, in fact, that the hinterland as well belongs to them because nobody else can, can if they're not if they're not um, invited or allowed, can uh, can come onto that land. So there's um, more, in fact, land that um, now belongs or being given back to Aboriginal people. Than, um, than it's, it's publicised at all. I'm surprised, that I, I was surprised when I saw that map about seven years ago um, when it was 30% uh, of the land that uh, had been determined as uh, under native title, and now it's 49.3%, and there's another 13% or so. It'll be eventually be um, 61 or, or 61% of the continent that um, on, on current uh, native title uh, cases, which will be Aboriginal lands, more than the rest of us. The rest of us, are, 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 <laughs> what we have to share amongst ourselves, is 37.3% of the continent, which is. Um, in my view, of who has the uh, who, who provides the most um, resources and uh, income and um, and capital, it's um, it's it's us minority um, people.
1: It's really quite strange, and I think your map actually underestimates the level of uh, control Aboriginal control over the land because. I see it doesn't include, there's no indication what's the the state of play at Arnhem Land, but in in fact, the local Aboriginal land councils there have quite a lot of control over who goes into Arnhem Land and what can be done there. That's up the uh, top end of the Northern Territory uh, to the uh, east of Darwin. Yeah, there's, there's other
3: um, legal ways that of of giving back Aboriginal land besides um, Native Title Tribunal. Uh, in Tasmania, you'll see there's nothing um, g- uh, that, that that the Native Tri- Title Tribunal has approved, but in fact, governments have bought up old sheep stations and um, and other pastoral uh, um, properties and and given them to um, local landholders. And the same is true in um, in, in other parts of Australia as well. Um, uh, no-one has yet put together a, a total map of, of the whole thing. But um, I, I think most people would be surprised to see how extensive this process is, has, has gone on since, um, since native title was first defined into existence by the High Court in, what, 1992, I think it was.
1: Keith Winshuttle, thank you so much indeed for your time. That's, uh, that's history that uh, a lot of Australians do not know and will not be taught. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Andrew.
0: Well, Gunyara, uh, Keith Winchuttle—not the uh, the best of, uh, 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 I guess, sources for, uh, let's say, indigenous knowledge, but or Andrew Bolt, for that matter. But in that uh, particular um, news piece or, 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 or uh, political commentary, Andrew Bolt talked about you, dingy. Uh, there was about two seconds of me talking in there, but no invitation for you, to um, put their position forward, which is, uh, understandable because there's, it is apartheid. Australia is for white fellows. And when the Australian constitution was created, it was for white fellows. So it is apartheid, Andrew, you're right, but it's your side of the story. But what you fail to, to let people know is that the white Australia policy put you in this position. Self-injury. That's what this is. And now it's coming to bite you on the backside.
4: Oh, look, it really is. And this this is the whole issue at, at play. What it does, now it either highlights you know, highlights a couple of things. Um, well, there's a couple of possibilities of what it highlights. One is, uh, he's just, he, he is being racist and you know, just being the white Australia all over or it highlights the lack of understanding on, on law, you know, on, on sovereignty and, and how law applies to humans. And I sort of got a feeling it might be the latter one, you know, I wouldn't say he's racist, I wouldn't uh, do that, I, I don't know him, you know, but he was saying there, he considers everyone, you know, like fellow citizens and that, um, all in the same place. To me, that indicates a lack of understanding on how law applies, what sovereignty is, um, and, and how legal systems work in societies. So to me, um, it shows his lack of understanding, something that Australia must address, through education, through all this, To get the civics education up to speed so people can make an informed uh, decision at a referendum that looks like they're gonna have regarding a voice to parliament. Um, That is, uh, if he wants to go down that road and have the voice or whatever, and they do have that then it is apartheid inside Australia but what, what what Yidinji are is nothing to do with apartheid we're going back to the Uluru Statement where the coexisting sovereignties belong you know they, you can't have apartheid between coexisting sovereignties um, that's like that would be like us you know in, in Australia for example the Australians and New Guinea uh, the you know, New Guinea government is a small is a small population. The Gu- New Guinea people are a small population, and Australia is a large one. One's black, one's white, but that's not apartheid between those two. It's different where if a um, small minority of, of white fellows got into New Guinea, the New Guinean government, and made laws, you know, that affect the, the bulk of the people, which are the Aboriginal or the, the the dark people, like it was in South Africa. That was apartheid. It's all within inside one sovereignty. So yeah, if they do this voice and a minority of people, the 3% that are indigenous, if they take over, then it is apartheid. But that's inside Australia, but we're not inside Australia. Um, within that article there, you'll notice that it was both, uh, he and Linda Burney got visas to enter the territory. That's the coexisting sovereignty, is the one that the Uluru Statement talked about. Now that, I think that that article that was done was what, 2014 or 2015? Somewhere around there. Um, so, this is well before the Uluru Statement even was thought about. That you know, we were issuing visas back then because, between the coexisting sovereignties. We understand where we are, who we are. We understand who they are and where they are. They're on our territory. Andrew made one fatal flaw um, that we are on the, the Australian territory. That this was this nation that was created on, on the Australian territory. Uh, couldn't be further from the truth. The Australians, as um, Senator Seawitt said, are intruders on the territory of the Aboriginal people. The Australians are the intruders. So the Andrew Bolt uh, is the intruder, not the man, but the Andrew Bolt identity. The creation of that society is intruding on our nation.
0: Well, if he's going to start talking like this, then he mightn't be welcome at all next time. Because it doesn't matter uh, if you're acting like a goat, then you're going to be treated like a goat. So don't, don't cause offence to the tribe, Andrew. And if you're gonna mention you didn't join your program, pull your finger out and get us on there. There's no point in, 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 in having a dig at us or, or whatnot and no, no uh, uh, if you're gonna assume that we're Australians and be professional and give us a right a reply. Now I don't care if we're gonna have right a reply or not. We've got our own show. This is Black Law Tribal Edition. I'll have Andrew on if he wants to talk, but he better be better prepared because he's, he's half-baked in his argument. Now, I'm not going to sit here and, and, and just rave on about it because we're beyond that point. Australians need to catch up, Andrew included, okay? Now, the other thing is, you know, this, this voice to parliament, that's your business, Andrew. You have a talk about that, but don't mention your dingy. If you're going to mention us... Don't just talk about us, invite us on the show. Or you come up here and, and sit, and the Minister for Education will give you a, a test and some um, civics education. Okay? So don't be silly now. You and Keith and anyone else that believes that blackfellas can't do it for themselves. Okay? Now, if you're going to go and take that position, then you're probably anti Israel as well, because Israel was a tribe just like Yidinji and Israel has a state just like Yidinji are you anti-Jewish now are you you, your Dutch are you the German Dutch or what are you you, your right-wing fascist Dutch or your right-wing fascist Australian just like these white terrorist groups inside of Australia the Australian Federal Police warn about are you a member of that okay I can ask you all those questions I don't think you are and Ganyara said to himself he, you don't, he doesn't believe that you're a, you're a bad bloke but I tell you what when you're shooting your mouth think, like a little boy just be careful because this is serious now we're serious it's not a joke and anyone thinking that it's a joke well you know what you can go six foot under because this is serious we're doing it those visas we, we gave to Andrew and uh, Linda were for free those visas we give out to Charles and Camilla are for free. To Scott Morrison, free. Dan Andrews was for free. Michael Gunner was for free. Gladys Berejiklian was for free. Anastasia Palaszczuk, we gave it for free. We've been giving it for free for a long time, and that's because the Yidinji elders and the Yidinji people are of a higher standard than Andrew Bolt. Okay? Now, I think that uh, uh, these things now need to be cleared up. Uh, I don't care what the voice of Australia is inside of Australia. Udingi has its own voice, and we're exercising that voice. And there will be generations after us that will continue to talk like this. We will have our courts, we will continue to have our police, we will continue to have a government, and it will get stronger and bigger and bigger. Anyway, that's my rant.
4: Look, at the end of the day, um, that he seems to assume that uh, the voice will be a prelude to sovereignty uh, for the Aboriginal people. Uh, he's missed the boat on that one. The sovereignty was already acknowledged going back what five years when the Uluru statement came out, when they said there's coexisting sovereignty. So Andrew missed the missed the boat on that. But what it did show is the lack of understanding of what is here. You know, I agree with him in that if they have a A special voice based on race inside Australia gives someone some racial privilege in Parliament, then it is wrong. Because all Australians should be getting represented through their minister, their MP, their whatever it is, the House of Reps. That's why they call it that. So this is where Australians are represented. Not in some special voice. I agree that that's a total waste of time, effort and money. It shouldn't be. But what it does highlight is the lack of understanding that these people now are going to be voting on something that they got no idea what it's about. The likes of George Williams said there is nothing to stop the Aboriginal people from going out and asserting their continuing laws and customs. Now, he's a constitutional expert. Andrew Bolt, Linda Burney are not constitutional experts. That's why they call on these people like um, George Williams, like Cheryl Saunders, like Ann Toomey, like like Harry Hobbs. These are ex- experts that will actually say it. They'll tell the truth for what it is. You know, um, Greg Craven, Professor Greg, these are all people of academics of constitutional law. They know it. Andrew Bolt, you're a, you're a journalist. well that's good. But you are right in what you say in that it will break up, it will cause disharmony, it will make racist division inside Australia and we don't support that. No, he doesn't, and that's his
0: business, I remind you. It's to grab headlines and to create opportunities for commercial advertising. Okay? So don't forget that. Uh, it's not, you're not going to, uh, uh, obviously they're doing it for money. So, but uh, I don't know what you think, uh, you're sitting there, yearling.
5: Uh The world's in chaos, you know, and Yudinji's offering some sense to it all. And while they are mixed up where they believe they should have cultural aspects in their government like health like education, um, all these sorts of aspects of of humanity and then they have people who lack morality like this uh, bolt who really is not doing the right work and like you said it's for it's for money so if you don't have um, if you don't have the right intentions, if you aren't willing to do your homework before you open your mouth publicly, well, then you're demonstrating what you're lacking, I suppose.
1: Well,
0: that's right. And I'm going to bring the scriptures in here because, obviously, um, this is very important. Uh, Deuteronomy 17:15. I spoke about this on the weekend, by the way. It says in Deuteronomy 17:15, Be sure to appoint over you a king, the Lord your God chooses. He must be from among your fellow Israelites. Do not place a foreigner over you, one who is not an Israelite. Replace the Israelite with your tribe, in this case Yidinji. Do not place an Australian over you who is not Yidinji. Do not place the Commonwealth of Australia over you if he's not Yidinji. Okay, so an Australian uh, citizen cannot be the boss for the Yidinji nation. Okay, because God said here... Make sure when you choose someone to lead you, they are your dingy. Okay? Now, I'm talking about the supernatural now. So if people are against that and they're against God, then watch out. If, if that's the spirit of Christ what we're talking about right now, then anyone who goes against the spirit of Christ must be antichrist. So it gets very serious now. I'm not talking about the written law. We're talking about this other law, which is the highest law. Andrew needs to be very careful. I'm going to pray for him and hope that he turns from his ways. And, uh, you know, not that I'm better than anyone, because I'm not. You know, we all make mistakes, we all short, fall, uh, fall short of the glory. Okay. But anyway, what I'm saying is there, you can't kick the can down the road and, and, and politicise and play little games with sovereignty. If you're going to play inside of Australia, well, the Prime Minister is your king. The United Nations is your king. If you're on this side of the fence, which is Yidinji, then the Yidinji elders and the Yidinji nation is the boss and is the king, okay? And Heavenly Father, Gai Baraguppi, is the ultimate king because that's where law comes from, okay? Uh, so be very, very careful uh, when we're talking about this. You're listening to Blacklaw Tribal Edition right across the country today. I hope you're doing well. We'll be back after the break.
2: Welcome strangers to the show I'm the one who should be lying Lost all the knives out my back, heard the train coming, stayed right on that track. In the middle, in the middle, in the middle of a dream, I lost my shirt, I on my ring. I've done all that dumb thing. Get yeah, him dumb. Now to my brothers down there in Dundale dealing with that disaster that them guards are there and not jail thinking we getting that welfare huh thinking we getting that healthcare huh Think about if it was your son now think about sending some help there yeah. what's dumber than that mate what's dumber than dressing up blackface what's dumber than doing it knowing that hurts and don't even work to make that change let's go in the middle in the middle in the middle of a dream I lost my shirt Of a racist. Don't you dare complain with That's what's leading your nation Send in the clowns They're black facing They're looking at cousins. They're locking at our brothers But they ain't leaving the station The dates changing In the Mr. Paul Kelly. Yeah, them dumb things, lumped in, looking for peace, but won't find it. They holding us back from closing the gap by keeping them close-minded. See, no surprises there, hearing boys for them sirens blare. Them coppers where I'm from I kind of fair, if you kind of fair. What's the world commission to the ones who live for the mission, to the ones who
5: To fix my wings, threw my hat into the rain. I thought that I just had to sing I've done all the dumb
0: thing welcome back to the show the Blacklaw tribal Edition we're still here uh, and we're still uh, talking about the uh, I guess let's go to Hobart now uh, an article recently in the um, The Guardian newspaper. Hobart divided over statue of man who stole indigenous skull as council votes on removal. William Ludovic Crowther, later Premier of Tasmania, mutilated the corpse of an Aboriginal man, William Lane, in 1869, it says. Hobart city councillors will decide uh, whether to remove the city's controversial statue. I haven't... uh, Read on the update on that actually, uh, William Ludovic Crother, who in 1869 mutilated the body of an Aboriginal man, William Lane. On the 4th of August, the Council Communities uh, Culture and Events Committee voted unanimously to recommend the removal of the statue from Franklin Square in central Hobart. The vote followed years of requests from the Tasmanian Aboriginal community, uh, and uh, it goes on further there. Lane was uh, a well-known uh, whaler who had been exiled as a child to the Weberlena, um settlement on, on Flinders Island. I'll, I can't uh, let you know if that's a true correct uh, pronunciation of that word, I'm sorry. Uh, he was the only member of his family to survive the exile and became an advocate for his displaced Tas- Tasmanian Aboriginal uh, community. Uh, Lane and his wife Truganini were regarded by the colonists as the last full-blooded Aboriginal Tasmanians and so were of great interest to colonial scientists and institutions such as the Royal College of Surgeons in London on whose uh, behalf Crowther was acting. Lane's remains were never reunited Though some body parts have been laid to rest by the Aboriginal community, this is just typical. Uh, it's very sad as well. Like obviously, uh, um, you know, this 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 place has seen so much tragedy in the last couple of hundred years, and the tragedy still continues today with some of these uh, half-baked uh, commentary. Uh, and they're not the authorities on Indigenous peoples. Okay, uh, Yidinji is the authority on Yidinji no one else and uh it doesn't matter if people went to university all their life i don't care uh, they may have applied sciences and knowledge in a certain legal universe or a certain universe of learning but at the end of the day um uh, the old people here know a lot more uh you know a scientist can hold up their uh, uh their piece of paper uh, but you know they can survive when there's a uh, when the electricity goes off is another question okay so uh, Ganyara, what do you think about this? Is uh, this is tragic?
4: Oh, look, with with this sort of stuff, this was very commonplace. Not only here, not only in, in the you know, continental or, or Tasmania, Australia, uh, but also around the globe. You know, where they met the the white fellas met the what they call subhuman uh, people. Um, the you know, that these were things to be studied as to why they considered these people to be the way they are. So, that, like they said, they requested that a skull be sent over. You know, you couldn't do that out of a out of a um, an Australian grave. You know, the, uh, uh, the the cemeteries are sac you know sacred sites. You know, it's just not like our sacred sites, but they considered their sacred beyond all sacred. So you weren't allowed to go in and, and damage a cemetery or, or whatever. And or you weren't allowed to to touch the bodies, the humans that were there. But they actually considered the Aboriginal people subhuman, which is why they exclude them from participating in the life of Australia right from the very start. They, they thought they were a dying race. They weren't worthy of humanity. Just let them die out and then they'll be gone. Um, so it is. Uh, common, very common, but to remove the statue, I'd be saying to the rest of the world, leave the statue there as a reminder of what went on, you know, to try and hide the past by removing the statue, uh, like Captain Cook, for example, everyone wants to remove the, the, the statues of Cook around Australia, leave them there but put a proper plaque with them to, to explain what went on. You know, the cook broke orders, or that this bloke there had, had tampered with a human body and taken a skull off for the for the British Royal Surgeon Society, you know, let it know what happened. And just show that if you leave it there, no one will do it again, you know, this is just a reminder. But the council now, by voting to remove it, are trying to hide the past so that people will no longer see the statue, they'll no longer be reminded about what it was, and that people will just, by, in time, will just forget about history. And it's rather sad in a way, but wouldn't you rather educate your people, you know, about what went on? Say, so look, yeah, we're, we're terribly sorry about that. We're trying to let it happen again. And you know, as an education minister, you know, would, would you not rather see it that way where people are reminded and shown of the past?
5: Yeah, of course. It's always a learning opportunity, which is what life's about. You know, it's unfortunate that... Um, that event has happened and yet it highlights something that hasn't stopped happening and you know, this this uh, so-called medical world has removed the bones of an Aboriginal man and yet that sort of um, describes their lack of knowledge that they don't see the spirit within which is where the knowledge resides and which where, is where the wisdom could have been passed on. What did they do? They killed them. They killed the people that lived there the first people and today it's not that much different You know, they, the society really doesn't um, give much credence. We've had experiences recently we was talking to um, political figures in the Australian world where they didn't want to bring uh, the, the creator into the conversation. That doesn't belong in the political world was their their version of it and that is just so wrong you know this is why education and uh and health and all of these aspects of uh of growing up don't belong in the political world they belong to everyone else who then may venture in and work in the political world because they have to come through with that cultural that uh, creator that understanding that morality is what our political people should have within them and unfortunately they don't so yeah you're right Ganiara. that is exactly what needs to happen
4: it's sad in a way that that we as humans, you know, all humans, should be valued equally and, and, and the same, you know. Your life, my life, anyone's life, you know. It's, it's got to be highly valued for what it is, so, but we go past it, you know, some people have gone past that, you know, where they've exceeded, that, saying that this the white supremacist movement or, or the black supremacist movement, it doesn't matter which one it is, but people actually get together and group together based on their perceived, uh, you know, supremacy. And it's sad in a way because by doing that, you are really highlighting your lack of understanding and, and your morality for other things, you know, this, this empathy for for other humans. So it, it just goes to show the world has got a long way to go yet. But, you know, I'd like to leave them statues there as a reminder, you know, that, that this is what happened. This is how the world was viewed. Let's leave it there so we can move forward from there. understand that's what went on. We learn from it now. and We're not going to do it again. Simple as that. You know, it's just, it's just settling the past. You know, leave it there. So you want to put Captain Cook back up on the highway out here in Gimwae? Absolutely. Why not? You know, put a good one there this time. Not one. You know, put a proper one there of him. Big bronze bust. You know, not a concrete one that might fall apart. But put a put a good uh, good bronze one there. But it reminds people of what went on.
0: Yeah, I think, um, you know, we'll have to have a about that one, uh, but uh, I think, you know, I, equally so, um, you know, stuff with the Yidinji or the different tribes can have other information and uh, their monuments as well. But I do think um, sharing that history is important, like you said, um, and uh, just that being taught in the schools and stuff is really a good place to start. And in a way that I think Edingi's doing it in a non-threatening way. I mean, yeah, sure, I get a little bit uh, peeved with Andrew talking about it and whatnot, but at the end of the day, uh, you know, this is a bit, um, uh, it's a lot easier the way that we're doing it because it's just saying it how it is. I think, um, you know, Lieutenant James Cook was, uh, Lieutenant James Cook uh, was, um, uh, you know, Uh, was here, he did the job uh, and like I said, if he was here, uh, if he rocked up today, he would see our office here and he'd come and get a stamp or a visa and get permits and conduct some sort of trade opportunities and relationships. We didn't have that back then uh, in the way that he could maybe um, see it, you know, the way that the Europeans could see it, for example. Um, But at the end of the day, as a result of that, um, there was a lot of bloodshed and, 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 and uh, things on this territory here and elsewhere, as we just read, um, that needs to be uh, taught properly. And uh, I just remember having a debate with my history teacher over the, the way that uh, you know modern Australian history was uh, uh, talked about in the schools. And um, as I've come to realise uh, it's for our government now to provide that missing piece. The Yidinji Nation, uh, rather than asking Australia to do it, because they probably won't want to do it, one, uh, they can only teach their way. Uh, we have to show um, and fill in the voids uh, where there is uh, our courts, our police, our history, our knowledges, our science, all that kind of stuff. Uh, those things are what this Yidinji government is all about. So I think that's a very, very simple thing, um, but if people are going to talk about us, that's different. Uh, you, like I said, if you want to talk about dingy, invite us and talk. We'll, well, we're happy to talk about what we uh, have been doing here for the last 10 years and the last, whatever, 60,000 years that people have been saying we've been around for, so, um, and we've got elders to, to do that. Uh, about the cultural and the, uh, the law side, uh, we can do the official administration of that uh, and I'll be happy to do that. But there can't be, um, uh, you can't hunt with the hounds and run with the foxes. Okay? You, you can't say, oh, this is apartheid and not explain why um, the voice of parliament would be race-based when Australia is race-based. okay? You can't say that it's race-based laws inside of Australia and then say, oh, it's the Constitution that's uh, you know the problem and stuff like that. Yes, it is, but there needs to be a full explanation of that, uh, in my view anyway. Um, so if you can't do that in Australia, the dingy is saying how you can do that on your side, on your tribal side. Australia's not going to give that to you on a silver plate, I can tell you now. Uh, Because the likes of Andrew Boltz and others, they're trying to protect their interests inside the Commonwealth of Australia. And fair enough. However, even Andrew needs to learn the simplicity of law and the rule of law. Just like these Supreme Court judges here uh, that understand what Yidinji is and know the authority that we wield. Just like the Queensland police officers know what Yidinji is and what authority we have and our police
4: hold. Okay, so that's just the simplicity of it all. It really boils down to a lack of understanding of, of I suppose, or lack of education of what sovereignty really is and what it's all about. You know, there's there's a lot of, uh, as it was said to us, uh, redneck. Uh, white supremacist inside Parliament, inside Australia, there really is. Uh, that's just that's just part and parcel of the game. Um, yeah, it was a couple of senators that said that to us over the years. But in saying that, we have got to make allowance for them, and that's why I like to see the the, the likes of Andrew Bolt making these comments because it just highlights Australia's shortcoming of of education. It really shows that these people just don't understand, because if they did, they wouldn't actually put that out there. They'd understand that there is coexisting sovereignties. We're not talking about apartheid between the coexisting sovereignties. What he's talking about, and I'll support him on this, is that if they start building race-based voices inside Australia, then it is giving some racial privilege, some speciality to some group of people based on colour and race. And I'm against that because all humans are created equal. Just because your skin's black or white doesn't matter. We're all humans on this place together. And as the good book says, go out and share it equally amongst yourself and don't fight and squabble over the place, which is exactly what the the uh, governments of the world, the, the UN member states are actually doing today to get people to squabble and fight. Um, the, the likes of Andrew, very uneducated on sovereignty, and if he is educated on sovereignty, um, you know, it, it shows he just can't understand what, what uh, apartheid is even, so you know, uh, it's it's sad in a way that they are uneducated, unschooled in this, and they do uh, allow those sort of people on, on air, give them airtime. time. Um, they should be a lot smarter than that. But the concept he's talking about is they're all inside Australia and then there is something really wrong if they're going to let this happen inside Australia. So they've got to sort of control that. But um, wind shuttle, you know, they, they, a lot of people have a lot to lose or think they've got a lot to lose. But under Article 28 of the UN Declaration of uh, Rights for Indigenous, people go and read that if you don't believe me what it says. But it says basically give back the land to the people you took it from or pay them for the place.
0: And that's exactly right. And I'm going to go back to the scriptures now just to make it really easy. Isaiah 8 verse 20. Go to there and it says to the law and to the testimony. If you're talking about the law and you haven't got the testimony where it come from, if they speak not according to this word, it's because there's no light in them. Okay? So when people talk about sovereignty and this, that, and the other, and they don't give glory to the creator, in this case, Gayabara uh, Gupi, for the Yidinji Nation, uh, then, well, watch out. There's no light in them. Now, if they're talking about sovereignty and they're saying that indigenous peoples are creating these separatist states, well, I'm sorry, um, you're going to have to uh, go back to Sunday school, bloke. Go back to Sunday school, come to the Civics Education School, free, you didn't your, government. Come and sit down for free. And you can join the other children. Uh, they're part of our civics education. Because you know we do teach our pe- children from 10 years up about civics education. And um, then you know you might get a visa again. So we're gonna go to a break now. You're listening to Black Law Tribal Edition right across the planet.
6: Tryna say I got no good blood in my veins. I'ma say I'm a good man. My melanin's got you feeling some kind of way. I
2: guess my color and my lingo equivalent to a pistol yeah can't even shop at the mall. mall stigmas got my people not, not shopping, shopping the door we start emerging then emergency call the better press what's the urgency for shopping centers we cannot enter an open letter for society sake. innocent people that society break if it's required uh-huh. then they hide in the tape roles reversed the name, it's a goddamn shame. Treated like aliens, people of power, equal fake aliens. Just the system is failing I us, FML to Australia. The news done, got us screwed. They feed you lies, you call it true. I win, you lose, no need for proof. At 3% of Australia, what's the ultimate failure? Everything that I said is exactly what they're gonna say to you. I told you the truth, Turk. That's my color and my lingo equivalent to a crystal. live
6: with me,
2: Run, run for cover uh, This is Australia, no gun, no glover uh. They won't play this on the radio. I play this every single day just to let my neighbors know that we won't go down without a fight. A simple act of human rights. Somata oh, don't mean nada. I'm another human sacrifice. I'm uh. pro black, not anti white. Love my nano white woman, tuck Talk me in at night. You heard we went from owners to slaves. They took our children okay. away. They said sorry, but they still taking children today. Okay. They swept it under the mat. Expect us not to react when we react. Media says that on the blacks. 3 percent of Australia was the ultimate failure. Everything I said is exactly, exactly. what they gon' say to you uh-huh. I told you the truth hurts That's my color and my lingo equivalent to a pistol
6: Tryna label me a hoodluck Tryna say I got no hoodluck
0: Oh yeah, this is the end of the show. It's gone very, very quickly, I must say. And uh, there's a bit of a pepper now. Step this Monday morning, and I'm feeling very. I'm on top of the world, by the way. Uh, I've had very good rest. And uh, but like I said, you can't kick the can down the road any further. Whether it's a voice to Parliament, whether it's a concerns about this, that, and the other inside of Australia, Australia, wake up. The dingy's here. It's moving forward, with or without you. And if you're going to go against us, you're going to start going against the supernatural. Okay? I'm not saying that. The scriptures say that. The old people will tell you that. Any old people on this continent, pre-1770 mob, there's things and there's reactions to actions uh, when you start breaking laws. And um, that's all I've got to say. But uh, some final comments from our friends here.
4: Oh look, just understanding what what the real estate of play is. You know, actually, I sat in on a webinar only last week regarding uh, micronations and the search for sovereignty. And as it was stated there very clearly, that sovereignty was not ceded by any of the indigenous nations, and that the indigenous nations are not micronations; they are actually microstates. They are the ones who hold the true connection to country. So, it was a very very interesting thing, and um, the, the academics do know what's going on they do understand this this uh sovereignty that still resides in the indigenous people but it's sad that they don't get much airtime on the in the likes of you know the andrew Bolt show or whatever on the on sky news or any of these that are, are making a bit of gossip they're the sort of people that should be putting on there and, and they will start to educate the world it's all about education
5: yeah of course and you know when it comes to the choice you know you if you've got the opportunity to um move to your own government rather than remaining within the australian persona that you carry um it's the it's the path that will deliver the right outcome for you
0: yes well thank you guys uh for popping in again and uh, may God's peace be upon you wherever you are listening to this show in the almighty name of Yeshua and uh, we'll catch you next week